Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. I'm Helena Abujamra, and I am happy to welcome you to another episode of our Dear Lena podcast. If you've been with us, you know that on Thursdays we drop a new podcast episode and we're in a series called Dear Lena. It's a sort of an open-ended series. Basically, you send me questions about life, faith, culture, and everything in between, and I try to answer them in a biblical fashion. So we talk about difficult stuff and we talk about some easier stuff. Today, we are going to talk about a controversial issue for Christians. And remember that our context is Christians who are living in a post-Christian world. That's the world we're living in right now, a world that no longer holds to God's word as truth. And uh, what a time to be alive. It's great. I, I love being alive in this time. I think it's an opportunity for us to shine the light of Jesus. Hey, if you ever want to send me a comment or a question, send it to Dear Lina, L-I-N-A, at livingwithpower.org. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast. You know how to do that. And I'd love for you to share it with your friends if you like it. All right, ready for today's question? Dear Lina, should Christians use pronouns? Ha <laughs> ha. You knew it was coming. It was a long time in the, in the making, and uh, I'll be doing a couple of uh, topics here in the next few weeks on this uh, issue and, and transgenderism in general, because it's becoming much more commonplace in our life and culture and conversation. I think Christians have had opinions on these things, but this idea of using pronouns has grown um, you know, over the last uh, few months to a couple of years. And um, before you give me a quick yes or no, I want to walk, walk you through three big ideas as it pertains to Christians using pronouns. And if you are a college student or even a high schooler, you've probably been put in a place where you're told to introduce yourself with a pronoun, and maybe you've wrestled with it with this because in your mind, God created uh, people male and female, and uh, so much of our gender and our identity should be connected to our God-given sex. But, uh, but alas, that's not the world we're living in. And so I, as a doctor, I tell you personally, I've had to deal with this as our charting has changed from a binary model of male-female to a non-binary model. And I've been in a very awkward conversations with patients where I've had to ask them not just about their pronouns, but had to get graphic about their actual um, uh, physical anatomy and uh, uh, as it pertains to the illness that we're treating. And so uh, it makes for very interesting conversations. I think I've gotten pretty smooth at those conversations, but still uh, there's a biblical question here. Should we use pronouns if we don't agree with this lifestyle that is behind it? The, the drive behind using pronouns is because of a, of a lifestyle that maybe Christians generally um, who stand on God's word do not agree with. So I'm going to give you three ideas in, in thinking through this. And maybe you can agree or agree to disagree. Number one, it depends on your context. It depends on your context. Uh, so if your context is culture at large, then you can show love by respecting personal preferences. All right? In the culture at large, people do not hold to biblical, to biblical worldview or biblical values. So if you're dealing with the culture at large... Uh, a culture that now, you know, we're moving towards gender equality. I think that there is an element of, of using a pronoun that simply shows respect and love for others. A great verse here to think about is 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 9, verse 22. I've got jotted down here, which says, To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. The Apostle Paul was talking about, about um, his testimony and, and uh, uh, sharing Christ. And, and so... Uh, Paul went to extremes to share Christ with people who uh, did not recognize Jesus as Savior. And, and so sometimes he, he bent to what was not morally wrong. So if somebody's asking you to call them a he or she, whether, whether they were born a he or she, I think in the context of large, there's an element of this that shows love. And uh, uh, you can show them respect by using their 
personal preference. So I don't think you need to make of every single situation a, a religion. And so if your context is a culture at large, love by respecting personal preference. Now, if your context, remember we're talking about should you use pronouns? Well, it depends on your context. If your context is the church and you're with a fellow believer, here love does not respect personal preference. Here love speaks the hard truth, okay? So James 5.19 would be a great verse here that talks about my brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. So if you're in a Christian context, you're in a small group and, and there's a person there. And by the way, you, you, we'll get to in a minute about the Holy Spirit part of this. But, but, but if it's in a relational context where you're with another Christian and they're asking you to use uh, sex that's not their God-given biological sex, I think there is an element here now where love doesn't agree but necessarily, but where love is willing to speak a hard truth. And so that's what I mean when I say it depends on your context. And so there is... a deep sense of awareness that must be at the forefront of our minds as Christians in terms of where we are and how we speak to people. Paul, by the way, modeled that regularly. He shared the gospel in a completely different way in Athens and he did in Ephesus, etc. as an example. And so now if your context, as I mentioned, work and college, I mentioned my work and college students, if your context is work and college, avoid what is considered hate speech in our culture right now, all right? Now, people get kind of crazy about that. Like, I know at the beginning, you know, and, and even to now, my tendency when I want to avoid, when I feel like wrong, you know, when I feel like in my spirit, like, I, I'm not, I don't want to give in to a cultural lie of what is he and what is she, and, and particularly as a, as a doctor, when I, when I know that there's two ovaries and a vagina, then I know this is a she, and so if I'm being told to call a he, and I struggle with that in my conscience, because God, I know that there's a God, and he's created male and female, so in, in, in now we're living in a culture with hate speech. So be careful how you speak. So in those settings, when, I, when I'm addressing people, I sometimes will, you know, curb the rule by using the patient or, uh, you know, using the, the more gender neutral words, you, you know, like talking to somebody, you don't have to always call him he, she. But, but again, avoid what is considered hate speech. There's no reason to, you know, persecution will come to us as Christians one way or the other, but there's no reason to go seeking it. And so, I mean, I think this reminds me a little bit, a certain degree of, of the Muslims I meet who have converted to Christianity and, and the pastors in Arab countries where of oppressed, oppressive nature, they'll tell the ladies, hey, don't rush to remove the hijab. It's not that we think, you know, I think the idea there isn't that the hijab is, you know, you can, people get be weird about the hijab. That's the head covering of Muslim women. People are like, you know, remove it to show a sign that you're a Christian. Well, they're going to kill you if you do. So there's no need to rush persecution. It's going to come anyway. So pace it. God will show you when it's time to do that. And so same way with the pronouns. I think if you're a college student, you're asked to identify as a he or a she, just make sure you match. You know, look down, see what you got. And if you're a guy, say you're a he. And if you're a girl, say you're a she. And I think that is probably a good place to end. And if you're um, and if you're somebody who struggles with your identity, well, we're going to do this on another podcast where we're going to, I'm going to be interviewing somebody from the um, uh, transgender community who has uh, converted to Christ and sort of look at how that plays out. So keep tuning in for these conversations. I think you'll find those things helpful. And I'm going to talk more about sort of the issue of, of Christianity and transgenderism. But for today, again, we're talking about pronouns, and so we'll leave it at that. All right? So it depends on your culture, on your context. Sorry, it depends on your context. Secondly, it depends on your motives. Remember, every action has a motive, and I think motive matters in the Christian life. And so when you're thinking about should I use pronouns, here's some motives to consider. If you're acting out of fear, then you're not acting in love. Okay, if fear is your predominant go to here. So if you're afraid of getting persecuted, if you're afraid of getting canceled, if you're afraid of getting rejected, if that's your motivation for using pronouns, then don't do it, man. That's just wimpy. 
Like, don't let fear guide you. Perfect love casts out fear, you know. God has called us not to 1960s or 70s. He's called us to 2021. This is the era God has put us in. We are in a perfect time to be alive because this is the time that God has put us in. And so uh, let's not act out of fear. And I think there's many Christians and, and people in our culture who are using pronouns simply out of fear. Now, I get it. Like, it's healthy fear. I mean, you might... You know, if you have a business, you might get shut down. If you're at church, if you're not careful, like I get the implications of it. But if that's your driving motivation, then your eyes are not on the Lord and you're not trusting the Lord. And so, so again, go back to what's the context now? What's my motive? So if you're acting out of fear, you're not acting in love. Also, if you're acting out of anger, you're not acting in love. So the other side of the coin, so on, on one side is fear that leads you to always use the pronouns every time, every Twitter handle, everything. You're always like putting pronouns because you're making a point because you're afraid. The other side of it is anger that says, I will not use a pronoun no matter what. Now you don't even care about the heart of the person. You're just making a point to make a point. In fact, that's my sort of three, third sub point. If you're trying to make a point or win a culture war, then you're not acting in love, all right? This is critical to understand. Like. I really believe that there is a segment of Christians who is hyper-conservative and hyper-strict, and it's like, for them, it's like, if they can win the culture war, that's it, we've won the war. Well, no, remember, there are souls that need to know Jesus. There are souls that are, that if you believe the Bible, if without the knowledge of Christ, are on their way to hell. And so, so have a little room for grace. Our point isn't to win the war. Our point isn't to make a point. Our point is to show the love of Christ. And sometimes that means for a person who doesn't know Christ yet, out of respect, hey, use that pronoun that they want to be used by. What difference does it make? Because they're not a new creation in Christ yet. And if you're in a church context, then, then in the right time, ask Christ to give you an opportunity to explain why it's important to use a God-given pronoun and sort of the theology behind it and the biblical heart behind it. Etc. So it depends. So should you use a pronoun? Should Christians use pronouns? It depends on your context. It depends on your motives. And thirdly, it depends on the Holy Spirit. Can I just kind of settle with this? Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, we aren't dependent on the Spirit enough. Like we, we sort of come to our conclusions and I see very few Christians that regularly seek God and pray and even fast and say, Spirit of God, what do you want me to do? See, sometimes the Spirit will prompt you to act in respect rather than full agreement. So you do something out of respect. This is Romans 12, verse 18, that says, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And so in order to live peaceably with all might mean uh, respecting their preferred pronoun, you see? So sometimes the Spirit of God will prompt you. Here, I need to act in respect. Sometimes the Spirit of God will prompt you to pay the price to pay the cost for the truth. This is the early disciples in Acts. They went to jail regularly. They were beaten for the faith regularly. And it was clear at the time that the Spirit of God wanted them to live that way. And there will come a time when we might have to do that. You might find a church that will be shut down. You might find a church that might be put, a pastor who might be put in jail. Why? Because the Spirit of God is compelling that pastor to stand up and to pay the price for the truth. And that's okay. See, we act as if that's the greatest evil that can happen. But sometimes the Spirit of God might allow that for the sake of um, the, the name of Jesus to be known. But just, again, remember, what's your motive, what's your context, and what is the Spirit of God saying? And then sometimes the Spirit of God will prompt you to sacrifice your own comfort for the sake of the gospel. I have jotted down here, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. Let's see, verse 23. It says, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. All right, I, I like these verses. I mean, I think they're a reminder that uh, sometimes we have to sacrifice what, what might be okay and right 
for the sake of what's best and for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of souls that need the Lord. And so, um, and so what is your comfort? Maybe your comfort is, um, is to deny using pronouns because you're more comfortable, you know, with, with being like black and white. Like you're just like, this is wrong. I'm not going to do it. That's my comfort zone. Well, the spirit of God might challenge you in this. And by the way, those people who have had kids who have uh, adopted a transgender lifestyle uh, have had to wrestle with this very much. And I think most Christians who are dealing with these realities and sort of softening their hearts over these realities have grown out of their kids who they've brought up in the faith and now they see them shifting in a way that is stunning to them, but they don't want to lose their kids. And so uh, I can guarantee you that I can think right now of a friend whose daughter is, is in the trans community and she would rather call her her preferred pronoun than to lose that relationship. And, um, and others of you, the opposite. Your comfort is to make everybody happy. And so maybe the Spirit of God might challenge you. You don't need to always make everybody happy. And so you might need to, for a season, stand up for the thing. Maybe you are that parent and you don't feel like you can uh, you know, have space for your, maybe you need to set up some boundaries until you, know, you feel like you're in a place where you can treat that person in love. And so these are difficult topics. Look, I don't at, at all, just because we're doing Dear Lena and I'm giving you three point answers, doesn't mean that these are easy. Uh, topics, but I think in the in the case of pronouns, I think um, I, I think perhaps we make too much of it at times. Uh, I think when you start referring to yourself as the wrong uh, uh, identity, I think that would be more concerning. But as it pertains to what people ask of you, and you know whether to put it on your resume or on a, uh, I, I found in my I'll tell you just kind of a lighten up. I'll finish with a sort of a lighter, uh, humorous story. I when I wake up in the morning and I pick up the phone to see patients. You know I, I do telemedicine and I see patients on uh, on the phone. And I'm telling you when I pick up the phone and I uh, talk to people in the morning they constantly think that I am a guy and I can't speak high in the morning. My voice is low. And so I actually joke that when my name shows up on their phone, I should have my preferred pronoun on that text. Somebody should say Dr. Abijamra, she, her, so that people know to call me because I can't tell you how many patients have called me a he. And you know, I just don't correct them because it's kind of awkward. And by the time I want to correct them, it's already too far into the conversation. And so it's really an easier way to attribute conversation to others. So that's sort of my light take on this whole topic. But if you're struggling with that if you have any more questions on that feel free to email me or if you have any question about life and culture send me an email at dearlina at livingwithpower.org uh, hey we'll be back again next week uh, as you know i'm praying for you i love you guys and uh, if you like this podcast share it with others or just click the like button and give us a rating on 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 the uh, um, uh, itunes podcast oh and i forgot thursday nights i'm teaching live at 7 p.m in our facebook community you can join us go to livingwithpower.org click on the blue box that says join our community you can also find a ton of free resources for you on our website i'd love for you to take advantage of them and get to know god more through the resources we've created for you all right have a great day talk to you next week